Hi. Uh, before I get started, I'd like to do some housekeeping. Let everybody know if you're not a patron. Um, I have just, or if you are a patron and you just don't pay attention, I have um, revamped the tiers so that each tier gets something specific. And um, it's, it's, you know, I've been for the last year and I appreciate all the help that I've gotten, um, the support that I've gotten from you guys in this last year. But for the last year, I've kind of just shoot, been shooting from the hip. And I finally sat down um, with the help of some people and came up with an actual <laughs> um, blue blueprint plan for each tier and what you guys will get. Um, they include anything from pre-recorded specific question tarot card readings, because apparently I enjoy tarot cards, um, to Zoom calls with me for a half hour, 45 minutes, or an entire hour, whether it's to get your tarot cards read or f to have a drink with me and just shoot the shit and talk, um, to quarterly live streams and weekly pre-recorded tarot card readings and behind the scenes stuff um I'm actually for the first time in this Patreon game I'm actually uh trying to be as organized and strategic as humanly possible uh I will be leaving the PDF to what each tier offers on Patreon down below so if you are a patron and you are confused as to what benefits you're entitled to Check the description box below on YouTube. If you're listening on Anchor, go to YouTube, The Tori Franco Show, and click the uh, the PDF file. And you'll see exactly what each tier offers. Like anything, it will evolve over time. I will add things, take things away. It's trial and error. But for now... This is where it's at. Just wanted to let everybody know in case you missed the video that I posted on Patreon or, again, if you're not a patron. So, with that being said, if you are a patron, then you know from my weekly tarot card reading that I did uh, probably a week ago, um, you know that I was in the ER um, about a week ago, actually, I think, today for a panic attack and I've been debating on even making this video and talking about it because I'm not trying to sit here and have a fucking pity party right and that's just not who I am despite what some may believe that's not who I am I'm not out here trying to have a pity party about life right I, I try to take every situation and make it a learning experience for myself um, self-reflection experience and also with this podcast, the whole point is to take my shit that I'm going through or have been through and sublime it into something that another person might be going through at the same time and need a little bit of help with. And that is why I'm here telling my panic attack story. Um, I am not at all... Uh, a rookie when it comes to panic attacks. I'm very familiar with what they feel like to the point that when my irrational brain is telling me I'm dying, 
I still can hear the rational brain behind it, that rational mind, the rational voice, whatever the fuck you want to call it, behind it saying, bitch, you know exactly what this is. But when you're in the midst of a panic attack, that irrational brain takes the driver's seat and floors it down the highway. Um, And there's really nothing you could do about it. And that was what happened uh, Tuesday of last week. May 26th. And it's crazy because I've been getting into all this spirituality stuff, this, um, you know, like self-improvement. I've, I'm always into that, you know, but I've been really like honing in on my intuition and meditating and getting grounded and I'm feeling grounded and this and that. And I didn't even realize that I had still, I guess, maybe like some repressed, suppressed feelings within me that needed to just come to the fucking surface. And it's crazy that it happened on the peak of the full moon. At this point in my spiritual journey, nothing is a fucking coincidence. Nothing happens coincidentally. There's a reason, like, I, I just feel like the energies of the universe are just real. It's real. I don't know. My faith in, in all this shit is starting to really be restored. The more things happen to me, the more I open myself up. This is not a spiritual podcast. That that will be coming. But um, I didn't even realize that I'm let's 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 re- rewind. I'm laying in bed. I'm on TikTok. It's two in the morning. Okay, yeah, I can't really sleep. I'm tired. I got my vape next to me. I'm vaping. Um, and I'm just scrolling pet through TikTok. And I come across one of my favorite TikTokers. And um, I'm watching her. She's funny. She's funny as fuck. You guys probably know her. Selena Spooky Boo. Love her. I'd love to have her on the podcast, actually, and just fucking pick her brain. Just tell her how much I love her. I'm watching her podcast, uh, her podcast. I'm watching her TikToks, like literally on her page. And all of a sudden, I shoot up. I get this like, I don't know, like lightning bolt of a thought, like, and I shoot up and I'm like, why can't I breathe? Why, why the fuck can't I breathe? And now, pri- I, I, I consider myself a very empathetic person. I feel other people's feelings. Whether I want to or not, I have a lot of compassion for other people when they feel things, especially if I care about a person. When you cry, I cry. That is like, that is the fucking motto, you know? Um, And so the week prior had been a little bit rough uh, with a lot of death and a lot of... um, sadness you know my sister-in-law's grandmother passed away went to that wake my friend's girlfriend's father passed away went to that wake um and then Wednesday now Tuesday I had my panic attack Wednesday I had to go to a third wake for some for a friend of the friend of a of the family that I went to elementary school with that is my age um and I just that one was rough because when it's somebody your age, you're just like, fuck, like that could be me laying there. You know what I mean? Like for whatever reason. Um, 
and it just kind of makes you contemplate your life. It makes you con- like you, you you're you're feeling all the emotions of what other people. Well, if you're an empath, you're feeling all the emotions of what the family is feeling, and 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 trying to be there for all of these people at the same time. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> and when you have things within yourself that you've either refused to feel because some things are just too hard to face, you know what I mean? Or um, you've pushed down and didn't even realize you were pushing down. When things like that happen, events like that, and they happen threefold, everything's the dust when you think the dust has settled that shit's gonna kick the dust back up and put it into a spiral whirlwind of fucking debris and that's basically what the fuck happened um without going into details about things that i've been dealing with emotionally it's like i have been dealing with things and navigating things on my own emotional emotionally that have nothing to do with other fucking people um and I think, I think I forgot to feel those things. Um, I forgot to allow myself to mourn certain losses in life. Um, to like, I, I forgot to allow myself the grace to just simply be upset over situations that are upsetting. <laughs> Like situations that you're, you're like, you look at them and you're like, damn, I wish that, I wish that happened a different way. I wish that worked out in a different way. I forgot to allow myself the grace to just feel. And so when I was laying in bed at 2 a.m., unable to sleep and all of these things, you know, I'd just been to two fucking wakes back to back you know scheduled to go to the next one the next day thinking about all these things pushing all of these things down pushing my own shit down just to you know thinking that I'm being there for myself by pushing those feelings down when realistically you're not you know if you you're pushing your emotions down you're just fucking yourself up Obviously, you're setting yourself up for failure on a later date because your body is an energetic vessel, right? Um, And when you're storing energy and storing energy and storing energy, you're like an aerosol can. You just keep putting the pressure and the pressure and the pressure and it builds until finally the shit explodes. And it either comes out in an angry fit of rage or a really bad panic attack that sends you to the fucking ER. For me, it, luckily, it was the latter. Um, because I'm just not the type of person to take my upsets out on other people. I'm just, just That's just not ever who I've been. So needless to say, I'm laying in bed. And I just literally jump out of fucking bed. And I'm like, I can't breathe. I'm, this is it. I'm dying. For no fucking reason. Like, literally nothing. It's not like I was watching a video that triggered it. Like, nothing happened. I think I breathed a little too deeply and, like, felt like a, probably from vaping, felt like a little pop in my chest. And I was like, that's it. It's, that's it for me. I'm, I'm dying. 
like literally it was something so fucking simple and so i sat there for a good 20 30 minutes trying to calm myself down um trying to talk some sense into myself like you're not dying your lung did not collapse you are fine this is a panic attack you are not new to this like this ain't your first rodeo bitch calm the fuck down um and i did okay i'm not gonna lie like i did okay um at one point and i'd never felt this before this i had never felt before um the only time i had felt this feeling that I'm about to explain was when I was high on edibles having a panic attack on edibles but an edibles panic attack is different from just a laying in bed panic attack an edibles panic attack is understandable you're fucking high as shit having a bad trip and your brain is not processing information the way that it fucking should understandable right you're fucking high but when you're I I felt I can't even explain how I felt. I just remember sitting in my bed, looking up and like just looking at this wall behind, this door behind me, feeling as if, like I literally thought to myself, like I need to be admitted into a mental hospital right now. Like the crazy that I, like I felt like I was on an edible having a, a bad trip. That's the only way I can explain it. Um, like it it just felt like I was high but not a good high it felt like I was too high and um and it felt like the walls were closing in that's like the feeling that I got and I was like I was like like I remember closing my eyes and I was like snap the fuck out of this like you have to snap out of this dude like literally it's it's I know this feeling because I've felt it before having to talk myself down. Normally I have somebody I can call, but it was 2, 2.30 in the morning. Who could I call? I texted a bunch of my friends. I texted Chas. I texted the group chat with like V, Bonnie, and Chas. Um, I texted a couple friends. Who's up at 2, 2.30 in the fucking morning? Nobody's fucking up. So I'm like, great, you're on your own. So I feel my heart starting to like pound while I'm sitting I sat at the edge of my bed I feel my fucking heart starting to race and in my head I'm like no bitch uh-uh you're fine calm down breathe I did my breathing exercises luckily thankfully and I'm very thankful that I'm able to do this because a lot of people when they suffer from panic attacks aren't able to get to that point once the heart starts racing that's it you feel like you're having a fucking heart attack Thank God I didn't because I could, as I'm sitting, not doing anything, I could feel my heart just fucking going. And I breathed and then I could, I could feel it slowly going back to a normal pace. And I was like, all right, at least I dodged that bullet. Um, now let, we got to focus on the fact that I can't fucking breathe. So your mind tells you you can't take a deep breath and that your breathing is labored, basically. And you're sitting there trying. The more you think about it, the more you're trying to make it happen, the more you're feeling like you can't breathe. 
And that's what was happening. So I'm like, all right, walk it the fuck off. So I fucking get up. I'm dizzy, like fucking dizzy as shit. Off, like off balance. I, I don't want to say dizzy because dizzy's like the room is spinning. That wasn't it. Off balance, weak in the knees. Um, feeling. I almost felt you feel drunk. If you've never had a panic attack, if you have had a panic attack, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've never had a panic attack, the best way I can describe it is you feel drunk. Um, and like there, almost like there's a glass over your eyes, and you're like, <laughs> like it's not a good drunk, it's not a good high. I can tell you that. Um, because, and the reason why scientifically, biologically is because your, um, body is going into defense mode because your mind or your body doesn't know the difference between a non-threat and an actual threat from the wild or somebody coming to your house and breaking into your house. Your body doesn't know the difference. So what happens is it starts shutting down the rest and digest um, parasympathetic, parasympathetic system. And it starts firing up only your survival mechanism um, sympathetic system. And that's the adrenaline, the, you know, all of these fucking whatever. This isn't a science lesson either, but I'm just trying to explain as to why these things happen why it feels like the walls are closing in is because when we were fucking, you know, cave people running away from woolly mammoths, um, we had to hyper focus and our eyes had to, when we were in trouble, our eyes had to hyper focus on things so that we could see where the fuck we were going and what the fuck we were doing. But when you're sitting there in a bed and there's no reason for you to be feeling that way and your eyes are hyper-focusing, you're like, what the fuck is going on? It's it's different. It's crazy. No pun intended, but it's fucking ridiculous. So um, I got up regardless. Again, had to tell myself, you're not going to pass out. You're fine. You can walk straight. Everything's fine. Get up. Walk it off. Go get yourself some water. Pour myself a glass of water. I'm sitting there. I'm breathing fine. Um, but it's like you, you you take that deep breath and you're like, oh, great. And then all of a sudden you just go back to not being able to fucking breathe. So this went on. Not to like drag this the fuck out um, and give you every single goddamn detail of this panic attack. But this went on for a good 20 minutes from 2 to like 2.30. So maybe a half hour this went on. And in my head, I'm like, I can't wake, I can't wake up Deb. But what if I'm dying? But I can't wake her up. You're not dying. But what if I, what if you are? What if this is really it? L- look at what happened to, um, the guy who passed away that was your age. He didn't know he was dying. And all of a sudden he collapsed. And you know what I mean? It's like these things just start all of this irrational fucking, Shit, and then it's like, God, if you were still friends with this person, you could probably hit them up. They'd be there for you and calm you down. Well, you can't. Sucks to be you. It's like this fucking crazy, like, thought process, you know? Um, And it's this impending doom that just takes over. Everything is going right on the outside, but on the inside, everything is going wrong, you know? 
and your mind, your irrational mind has taken the driver's seat. Your ego has taken the fucking driver's seat and is telling you, like, you fucking piece of shit. You, look at you, texting all these people for, you know, whatever, and nobody's getting back to you. Calling this person at 2.30 in the morning, nobody's getting back to you. You know what I mean? Like, um, your mind is a crazy fucking thing, I gotta say. The mind is is the number one killer, I would say. Um, stress, anxiety, panic attacks, whatever. So I'm trying to rationalize uh, not calling, not waking my mother up in the middle of the night for me having a fucking panic attack for no goddamn reason. Seemingly no reason. Um, and then finally I was like, nah, I have to, I can't sit here by myself like this. I can't feel, I can't suffer by myself like this. So I wake her up. I go sit in her bed. I, you know, when you're having a panic attack, your adrenaline's going. So like, you can't even sit still really. You're like pacing and this and that. It's just, you know, the, the, the fucking chemicals that are pumping through your body. You're just like, there's no way you can relax at, at that point. Um, and I'm literally trying to breathe, trying to calm myself down. But at that point, it had gotten too far that it, like too far gone that I was already in the midst of a panic attack. There was no way that I could reverse it. I just had to kind of feel what I was feeling. And then I convinced myself that my lung collapsed and that I literally couldn't breathe because I've been like vaping and not taking care of myself. Um, plot twist. <laughs> I've since thrown the vape out and I haven't vaped in like almost a week. But, um, so that was a good thing that came from that. But either way, like there were all of these things, you know, like the stress stresses from, from losing certain people that I never wanted to lose in my life. You know what I mean? Um, that I never really dealt with or really faced certain things about certain situations. And because of that, um, instead of dealing with things, I took to not taking care of myself, you know? Um, normally it's for me, it's fucking drinking heavily. Luckily, I have not been in the mood to do any of that, but it was, you know, I took to fucking smoking. I haven't smoked cigarettes and like, unless I'm drunk, like really fucking heavily intoxicated, I won't smoke a cigarette. They're disgusting to me. Taking to smoking cigarettes and smoking vapes and, you know, like smoking like a fiend, you know, like just, just putting my... Um, being codependent in order to feel good about something that was going on within myself, if that makes sense. Like looking to outside sources to fill a void that outside sources couldn't fucking fill. Like it was that kind of thing. And the things that I was going to... um the habits that I was going to were not really healthy. I'm Listen, it's fucking vaping, okay? It's bad for you, yes. But it's not, you know, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. You know what I mean? It could have been alcohol. could have been 
substance abuse, you know. I mean, essentially, nicotine is a substance. But still, if you're going to get addicted to something, it's, I guess, nicotine. I don't know. Don't get addicted to anything. Get addicted to life. How about that? Let me not. Okay, anyway, so what I'm saying is I was trying to find a crutch and not even realizing I was trying to find a crutch to make myself feel better. And that crutch I knew was um, causing me more anxiety, (laughs) essentially, Um, and hurting me and harming me. And I'm a very health conscious person. You know, things I put into my body, I try to be mindful most of the time of what I'm eating and drinking. And, you know, if it has aspartame in it, I don't want to drink it. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Um, I try to really be health conscious, but I sometimes you get to a point where emotionally you feel so helpless in a situation that you're just like, fuck it. I don't even care, dude. (laughs) And that's where I had gotten to. Um, And then there were things, again, that I didn't want to face. You know what I mean? Things that, endings of situations that I didn't want to face. Endings of friendships I didn't want to face. And now I'm dealing with the endings of life that, who wants to face that? You know what I'm saying? And um, it just kind of snowballed and things came to the surface. And so, so again, sorry about the tangent, but I'm in my mother's room. It's now 2.30, close to 3 o'clock in the morning. And she's she's like, come on, let's go outside. Let's go get air. We open this door. Literally, I'd convinced myself, like, I was winded from walking from my mother's room to here because I'd convinced myself that I was going to be winded or, or just that's, you know, your panic when you're having a panic attack, you're again, biologically things are constricting, you know, you're trying to save the blood flow, your blood, your, your, your veins constrict. So at a certain point, yes, biologically, you really your breathing probably is a little bit restricted. You're breathing a little bit heavier. To You know what I mean? Um, so I literally was like, I can't fucking breathe. Like, I literally cannot breathe. There's no way I'm going to be able to fucking sleep tonight. I can't breathe. And I look at my mom. I'm like, I got like, I I think I need to go to the ER. She's like, Tori, you know what this is. You know this is a panic attack. This isn't your first time having a panic attack. I know, I'm, I was like, I know. I know exactly what this is, but I also know that I won't be able to calm down until I know that that's what this is. It was just this fucking crazy mind fuck of a situation. <laughs> and she's like, you really want to go... Well, I said I wanted to go to an urgent care, like a 24-hour urgent care. She's like, really? You want to get in the car? I'm like, yes. Like, that is where I'm at right now because I literally cannot breathe. Excuse me. I feel like I can't speak. I feel like I can't breathe. Uh, And I'm just sitting here. Like, you know, what if my lung really did collapse? Like, you just, the paranoia, it's just crazy what anxiety and panic attacks can do, what holding in your emotions does. Um, 
So needless to say, <laughs> needless to say, my mother was like, well, there's no fucking place open nearby. I guess we're going to go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital. We get triaged immediately because it was three in the fucking morning. Who's who's there at three in the morning? We get triaged and um, they're asking questions. They took my pulse ox, 98%. So like, obviously I'm getting oxygen. You know what I mean? Like everything was fine. I'm sitting there. My hands are clammy. My I'm shaking, like literally shaking, like I quit. I can't even, I've never had a panic attack like this before in my entire life. And I've had some pretty bad ones, never one like this. And I'm looking at the nurse and I'm like, I know what this is. This is a panic attack. I know exactly what I'm, what's happening. I need you to tell me that that's, that's what this is. Like, I need you to tell me that my lungs are fine and that I'm going to live to see tomorrow because my irrational brain is telling me I'm not. But my rational brain that's still in there is telling me, idiot, this is a panic attack. And then <laughs> the triage nurse and then the, um, uh, the, the two, there were two triage nurses. They were both looking at me. One was like, I feel so bad for you because I know exactly what you're dealing with right now. I'm like, thank you. Like, at least somebody fucking understands because I feel crazy right now. So they obviously bring me to the back. They um, ended up doing like a chest x-ray and an EKG and everything came out fine. But like the minute I had gotten to the hospital, I mean, I took two CBD gummies too to calm down on the way to the hospital. So that probably started to kick in by the time I got there. And that's probably what worked. By the way, I have some CBD gummies. Um, move. I use Move CBD gummies. If you want 35% off, use my code. I think it's Tori. I think it's just Tori, T-O-R-I. I don't know. I don't know what my code is. Um, I really should probably, right? Anyway, CBD, like I basically live off of it <laughs> um, to keep myself sleeping at night and not having anxiety. So, um, I started to calm down, but I was still in this, you know, like it was coming in waves at this point. And, um, they did the x-rays, they did the EKG and they're like, you're fine. But in my head, I'm like, they're going to come back and tell me that I have some sort of lesion on my fucking lung and this and that. And, you know, uh, um, that there's fluid in my lung, like it's crazy shit. And I remember getting, getting the fucking chest X-ray and looking at the guy, the X-ray tech, and now they can't diagnose you and tell you what they're seeing. But from my experience, a lot of the times, if they see nothing, they'll be like, I can't say anything, but you're fine. Which is what the girl who did the EKG did. She did my EKG and I was like, so you can't say anything. She's like, nah, technically not, but you're fine. Your your heart's fine. Great. But I get now I'm doing the fucking um the lung the the chest x ray and I look at the guy and I think maybe he just had a stick up his ass or just he lacked compassion. Like or maybe he just I, th I think he just lacked empathy because anybody with an empathetic, compassionate 
anybody with two eyes could see that I was really having bad anxiety. So he's doing the x-ray and I look at him. I'm like, how's it looking? He's like, I can't say anything. You have to wait for the doctor. So in my head, that meant I see something, but I can't tell you. Because in my head, I'm like, well, if he didn't see anything, he would have just been like, he didn't see anything. This is what the mind fucking does, right? So I go back to sitting with my mom, and I'm like, Deb, I think they found something. (laughs) And she's like, he's not allowed to tell you. I'm like, yeah, but if he saw nothing, why wouldn't he just be like, I saw nothing, you're all right. Everybody does that. They're fine. People with compassion do that. The guy was just a dick, long story short, because the doctor came back and was like, your lungs are fine. Your EKG is fine. We're going to literally give you some hydroxyzine to calm your ass the fuck down so you can go to sleep and be all right. And that's what they did. Um, I think I got home around five in the morning and I was asleep by six and I woke up the next day. Um, and the days that followed were very anxiety provoking because it's like, once you have a big, it's crazy how it becomes a snowball effect. The triggers, the the initial triggers of the panic attack are suppressed, repressed, repressed emotions that you're pushing down, that you're refusing to face or feel because you don't want to feel like a pussy or whatever, whatever it is, right? That's what causes the initial onset of the panic attack. But then you start having anxiety attacks about having an anxiety attack. And again, anybody who suffers from panic attacks or anxiety knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. You start thinking to yourself, is that going to happen again? And if it does, is it just going to happen out of nowhere like it did before? And where am I going to be when the next one fucking hits? And you start almost anticipating the anxiety attack. And so you bring it on. You become like this self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, so that the days that followed, and even now talking about it, kind of like reliving it in my brain is making me a little fucking anxious. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm fine. I know I'm fine. But like thinking about the anxiety gives you anxiety. So it's just this um this like feedback loop that just continues it's this vicious fucking cycle so the next day was the wake that i had to, the last wake that i had to go to um and quite possibly one of the hardest ones because it just was not an anticipated death not that and all death is hard right um all death is extremely fucking hard But when it's somebody that is your age, that you knew fairly well, um, and you went to elementary school with, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's jarring. It, 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 it's, it's, um, I don't know, just kind of makes you think about life and how, one minute you could be here and the next just completely not. And one minute a loved one can be here and the next they're gone. You know what I mean? And uh, it starts, it, 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 it 
starts to make you think about your relationships in your life and like what really is worth it like when is it worth it to to hold on to pride in life when is it worth it to hold on to anger in life when is it when is any of it worth it if you truly care about a person or you care about a loved one if there are disagreements or fights like wouldn't you not want to be the one to get the phone call you know what i mean and i'm trying to like explain this to my family because right now there's a lot of tumultuous fighting going on and my bickering back and forth going on with certain family members and I feel like I'm caught up in the middle of it um and I have my opinions about the situation but I stay out of it you know um I give my opinions when needed I fight when I have to fight but I fight to try to tell people when they're being wrong um you know but in the grand scheme of things is it worth it to hold on to stupid petty things even things that might not be so petty you know um is it worth it i know people hurt other people and that's what relationships are you know what i mean and I'm going off on a tangent, but in life, we hurt each other. <laughs> um, but if everybody is of the same level of not piece of shitness, then 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 at the very least, forgiveness is not necessary but maybe maybe necessary um so needless to say these deaths and these things that happen and sudden deaths like that 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 are tragic um or seemingly more tragic than those prepared deaths which death in in general is just tragic starts to make you think about your relationships and things that have happened in your life and why things have to be a certain way and damn life is so short and god like you know and it brings on these anxieties and these emotions that come back to the surface also i really am convinced that it's it was the full moon the eclipse Mercury is now in retrograde. I'm not an astrologer. Uh, I know a little tiny bit about astrology. Um, but I could tell you right now the energy is fucking intense. As as somebody who has, as of late, been opening up my intuitive abilities, um, the energy is f- fucking ripping. That's all I can say. Literally. Literally everybody is fighting around me. Nobody's getting along around me. That's why if you see me in this room, 95% of the time is because I don't want to deal with all of the shit that's going on around me, right? Um, and then when there's not fighting, there's complete silence in situations. That's fucking great. Um, and then when that's not going on, you're just feeling things within yourself coming to the surface and so after the the um 
doctors gave me my hydroxyzine. I got home, whatever. The next day, went to the wake. Very sad. Um, I cried a lot at that wake. Um, I cried for the family. I cried for my family. And I cried for the guy that I knew that was laying in that casket because I know for a fact he didn't need to die. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so all of that and then my inner stuff coming to the surface and I told myself because I had a lot of anxiety, anxiety about having anxiety, anxiety about all of the things that I was feeling. It just felt like there was a weight, literally, like I was wearing a weighted vest from my chest down to my stomach like the pressure I could literally the 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 energy is so intense the anxiety was so intense that I could literally feel it and you and, and you feel the restlessness in, in your stomach and then it goes down to like your vagina does anybody know what the fuck I'm talking about it's like a flutter in your vagina not a good flutter like a restless like tightness in your stomach that just like <sighs> I can't even explain it. I just can't explain it. And it had been sitting there. That feeling had been sitting there since I had the panic attack. It was almost like, um, like cleaning your pipes, right? And, you know, you got to clean the cesspool. But in order to clean the cesspool, you got to bring all the literal shit to the surface and then you got to suck the shit out once it's up at the surface. At this point, all the shit was at the surface, i.e. I was physically feeling a tightness in my chest, tightness in my stomach. But I had still not released fully my emotions. And I don't think I, I think it's going to be a process for like, you know, for sure. I think there's still, I still feel like even right now talking about it, I still feel like crying and I'll probably turn this video camera off and this microphone off and go have myself a good cry because I never, I have not allowed myself to cry enough. I know it sounds fucking crazy, but I haven't, I have not allowed myself to feel the feelings that I need to feel. And when you don't allow yourself to feel those feelings, they get stuck. Literally, it's energy. It gets stuck. It gets stuck and circulates. I mean, energy is always circulating and moving and trying to find a place. It gets stuck within you and just circulates within you, right? Um, and the only way to release it is to let it pass through. It's literally like a fucking bowel movement. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You become energetically backed up. And that's exactly what has happened. Emotionally and energetically, I am backed up. Um, and I need to cry it out. And and I guess this full moon, the eclipse, Mercury in retrograde, it's literally bringing all this shit to the surface. Things that need to be said are being said. Fights that need to happen are happening. Miscommunications, misfires, I'm watching it unfold around me. I've never been more aware. This is intense. I've never seen I've never seen anything like that was going on in the stars as intense as this. Mercury in retrograde happens and every, I think it happens like 3 times a fucking year. 
And um, normally you don't know, you don't really notice on a crazy level the way that it affects you. You notice it in stupid little things like, oh, my phone's turning off randomly. Mercury in retrograde. Minor inconveniences. This Mercury in retrograde, on top of everything else that's been going on, whoo, my God, intense, fucking intense. I find myself, like, lately just crying for no goddamn reason. Like, the other night I went to a friend's house and just literally cried the entire way (laughs) to my friend's house. But the minute I did that, like, I told myself, okay, when you need to cry, cry. Don't continue to distract yourself. Feel what you got to feel let it pass let it get let it go through you cry it out and that's how you release it i told myself after this panic attack this is why this is why you have this panic attack this was the the main reason um and so now when emotions come i'm allowing myself to feel those emotions instead of running instead of pretending they don't exist instead of acting like I'm fine when sometimes quite fucking frankly I'm not and it's okay totally fucking okay it's okay for there to be moments days a week where you're just like fucking goddamn nothing's going right fuck man that's life try to keep a positive outlook and like I said my gift, my superpower in life is that I can take any shitty situation and as shitty as I may feel, I, I will always try to turn it into a learning experience for myself and now with this platform, a learning experience for somebody else or at the very least an experience that somebody can watch or listen to me and know that they have somebody that they can relate to. They're not alone. So the reason why I'm here right now, like doing this, you know, I know it, but damn, we can't be light all the fucking time. You can't be, uh, happy all the goddamn time. It's just not realistic. And you know what? In the face of heartbreak, in the face of loss, when you're mourning the loss of a person in your life, whether it's in death or in something else, a breakup or whatever, two people separating, you're mourning the loss of a friendship, a loved one, somebody you truly cared about, it is okay to feel that. And I think I'd convinced myself, probably for the last couple of months, that I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed to uh no you're not allowed to cry anymore you're not allowed to be upset anymore you have to push forward you have no choice but to push forward without realizing that part of the pushing forward is allowing yourself to fucking lose it once in a fucking while um and so now i'm allowing myself and i'm not i'm not not okay like i'm fine you know what i mean But when the wave of emotion comes over me for whatever reason, when the wave of emotion comes over me and I feel like I'm sad and I'm 
thinking about things from the past or I'm thinking about people from the past and it's making me sad and I feel like I need to cry instead of distracting myself with TikTok and TikTok friends and, you know, um, vaping even instead of doing that, I'm, I'm allowing myself to sit in my feelings, cry it the fuck out, think the thoughts that I'm thinking and let them pass through. Literally, what was it? Saturday night? Was it, no, Sunday, because this was a holiday weekend. Sunday night, I had gone to my sister's house. I was talking to my sister and my sister-in-law about some bullshit that's been going on, trying to be there for them, you know? Um, the tightness in my chest was there. Bad that day. And... um. I was up here. I was in my head. Very up here. Not really heart-centered. And you can tell. You can tell the fucking difference between when you're in your head and when you're in your heart. I was not in my heart. Okay? So, uh, I went there. I was tr talking to them and whatever. Um, and then from there, I went to a friend's house. Got in my car. The minute I got in my car... I turned my car on and I hit, you know, I put the car in drive. Minute I started driving, I literally just lost my shit and just like literally was sobbing <laughs> on the way to my friend's house. Like, oh, like do do do. I'm going to hang out with some friends, maybe have a couple drinks, smoke a little hookah. But here I am, literally just crying for what? For everything. You know what I mean? Because it's disheartening to see people you love fighting around you. It's disheartening to lose friends that you genuinely care about and um, love. It's disheartening. There are just a lot of things in life that are disheartening. And you pick whatever is disheartening in your life that's going on that may be causing you anxiety. Whatever it is, just know. Because I, I promise you... I told myself as I was like, you know, drive, driving and crying. This is what you need. This is what you need to do. You need to cry. You need to feel. You need to allow yourself the fucking grace to feel. And, 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 and think about why is this situation so triggering? Why are you so upset? Oh, it's this past thought of I'm not good enough. Whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, it's been a very, to be quite honest, it's been a very introspective week. Um, Eye-opening. Because one minute you can really think you're uh, doing the most for yourself and your healing process. But then forgetting the fact that by not allowing yourself to feel you're actually doing yourself a disservice. Um, and so that's where I'm at right now. And so the panic attack, there are still things that I am clearly working through and, um, you know, things that, that I, that I'm navigating feelings. I'm navigating thoughts. I'm navigating, um, I can tell you one thing though, crying is not a bad thing. The minute I like like the minute I fucking let that out, it was like the weight 
it's still there a little bit, but not as heavy. It was like half of the weight. If it was a 10 pound weight that was sitting in my fucking chest and stomach, five pounds of that went away just from crying, you know? Um, it's weird to say, but allow yourself the, the, the grace to feel things. Your process is different from everybody else's process. It may take you six months to heal from a situation, truly. But it may take another person three. That's okay. That is okay. Sometimes everybody feels things differently. Everybody feels things differently. Everybody puts stake different weight on certain different situations that other people may not put the same amount of weight on that situation everybody is different but it's okay and it is imperative to feel period it's imperative to feel period that's why like I love that's why I love the tarot cards so much because at the very least allows me to tap into my own intuition but also it's like a psychological tool too like archetypes read up on Carl Jung spelled Jung J-U-N-G Carl Jung always spoke about archetypes in life and so the tarot it's just something I'm I don't know what it is about it I'm just so fucking passionate about it I live I, I, I live I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about tarot and so that is a good outlet for me, a healthy outlet for me to get into when I'm feeling whatever. But even that, my point, should not be a distraction. There should still be time to feel. Because when you don't feel, it builds up and you're sitting in, the, in your bed at 2 a.m., having a fucking panic attack feeling like you need to go to the ER I don't want to drag this out if you're human you've dealt with anxiety um I just wanted to tell you my experience and also for anybody that's still listening I wanted to tell my experience because again it's this idea of putting people on social media people who have podcasts who give advice um up on these pedestals like we don't deal with the shit no we're humans anybody any person who's giving life advice who's who who's truly acting like they still have it all together like they don't reach walls and 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 whatever i wouldn't even take advice from that person because we are all improving in life always we should always be progressing always trying to be better always trying to learn about ourselves and other people around us always and so this was just another learning experience for me um it's been very eye-opening and i want you guys to know if this is something that you deal with um i want you guys to know that the people that you follow the people that you may or may not look up to or look to for advice we don't always got our shit together either and that's fine because this podcast is not that i'm no better than anybody else i'm just simply telling my story through experience 
You know, like I'm telling, I'm giving my advice through experience and my story by telling my stories, right? And things that happen in my life and how we can be reflective on certain things that are happening in our lives. But at the end of the day, this is a journey that we're on together. And that is why I'm here right now. This is not a pity party. I am fucking fine. I am a week off of nicotine and I'm doing fine. I'm breathing better. I'm feeling better every single day, feeling a little bit better, allowing myself to cry, allowing myself to feel the emotions, talking about my situation. And that is how we push forward in life. That is the way to healing in life from situations. So if you've taken nothing from this podcast episode, I hope the one and only thing you you do take is that you're not alone. Uh, you are never alone in your experience when it comes to mental health issues, depression, anxiety, high, deal with all of it. Um, just know that. I just burped. I'm sorry. I just... I can't filter myself. I had to burp. Um, that is that. I have some pretty dope, hopefully dope episodes lined up. Solo episodes, um, interviews. You know, I've got some things that I that I I can't wait to uh, to share with you guys. And again, thank you to all my patrons um, for sticking with me for being patient. It's going to be a wild ride. If you want to become a patron, click the link in the description box below. Go to my website, ToriFranco.com, to support the podcast. If you want to make a one-time donation, you can even fucking do that. Um, Any way that you want to support, I'm here for it. Listening, sharing this, that's support enough. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me the space to tell my story thank you guys for listening i hope this resonates um let's be nicer to ourselves shall we cool i love you guys very much until next time peace out everybody